You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. Nokia shares are slumping after a snub by AT&T, which has chosen Swedish rival Ericsson to build a telecom network using a new cost-cutting technology. And a Swiss bank is going to have to pay up $123 million to U.S. authorities. Swiss private bank Pictet has admitted to helping clients illegally shield more than $5.6 billion worth of assets from tax in secret accounts from from 2008 to 2014. Authorities say the Swiss bank used a range of measures to help clients avoid detection, including pseudonyms, anonymous numbered accounts, and accounts held in the name of so-called sham corporate entities set up as fronts. Pictay currently manages assets worth $713 billion for wealthy clients and large institutions. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Lillian Wu, invested in you. Untuck it has everything he needs this holiday season. Shop now and save big with our biggest sale of the year happening at untuckit.com or at any of the 80 plus Untuckit stores. Untuckit shirts are designed to be worn untucked. They keep him looking sharp and feeling comfortable. He'll love to unwrap one of our iconic button downs, super soft flannels, or cozy sweaters. Get them while they last during our biggest sale of the year. Shop Untuckit's biggest sale of the year happening now at untuckit.com or at any of News Talk 96.5 KPL, Bro. Bridge Lafayette, broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios, online at MatthewJames.com. It would make the U.S. less safe. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what the FBI Director Christopher Wray will tell senators this hour, urging them not to let a key provision of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act expire at the end of the year. He wants it reauthorized. He's going to tell the Democrat-led Senate Judiciary Committee, quote, the agility and effectiveness of 702 will be essential to the FBI's ability, ability and really our mandate from the American people to keep them safe for years to come. Fox's Alexandria Hoff. In recent years, though, 702 has earned bipartisan scrutiny. Although it's meant for foreign surveillance targets, it has also allowed federal law enforcement to comb through the communications of U.S. citizens. Also this hour at the House, the presidents of Harvard and Penn and MIT will be at a hearing into anti-Semitism on college campuses after pro Palestinian protests. The chair of today's hearing is the Republican Congresswoman Virginia Fox, and she says in a statement, over the past several weeks, we've seen countless examples of anti-Semitic demonstrators on college campuses. Meanwhile, college administrators have largely stood by allowing horrific rhetoric to fester and grow. Fox's Peter Ducey, Israel has ramped up its attacks on Hamas in an area of southern Gaza. A place called Khan Yunus, that's where it's believed the Hamas leadership is hiding out. Some of the heaviest Israeli airstrikes of the entire campaign are happening there now. The hitch is that area is densely populated. Israel now says itself that it has killed 15,000 in Gaza since this war began. But they include in that number 5,000 Hamas fighters. Fox's Greg Palcott near Gaza. The Wall Street Journal reports Israel is considering using seawater to flood tunnels to flush Hamas out of the underground. The Supreme Court's getting ready right now to take up a key tax case. A Washington state couple challenging attacks on a foreign investment they say they never got income from 
claiming it's unconstitutional to force them to pay a tax on just the increased value of an investment. America's listening to Fox News. All right, Christmas will be here before we know it. If you're looking for a really special gift, I encourage you to check out the firearms made right here in America by our great friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, you start by going to their website, henryusa.com, order their free holiday gift guide, and they'll mail it with free decals that you can use for stocking stuffers. Perfect timing. Folks, when you give someone a Henry, you're giving them a work of art that is built with the finest craftsmanship I've ever seen as a collector. Now, their performance is top-notch. Mine were accurate, all of them, right out of the box. They shoot smooth and straight, and they have been reliable ever since. They have over 200 models of rifles and shotguns and revolvers to choose from. One of the things I like the most about these firearms, they're family heirlooms. They'll always be backed by the company's lifetime warranty. So if you want to put something that's made in America under the tree this Christmas, HenryUSA.com. Get their free gift guide and their decals today. That's HenryUSA.com. The Joe Cunningham Show has a new start time. That's right. Hey, everybody, it's me, Joe Cunningham, and I want you to join me every weekday at 5 p.m. here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. All of the news and analysis that's important to you right here in Acadiana, be it local, state, or national, going to have that for you during your evening drive every day from 5 to 6 p.m. The Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov slash plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov slash plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Acadiana Center for the Arts is our cultural and artistic hub serving eight parishes through community development, education, live performance, film, and exhibitions. For information on getting involved in upcoming events, call 233-7060. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL.
microphone. How y'all doing? Great to have you with us. Brandon, I got uh, sports in my ears, brother. <laughs> so it's going to be hard to talk. But anyway, I'm here in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. We are at uh, Kill Radio, of course, in conjunction with our good friends at Town Square. And uh, we appreciate them. We stayed there last night, had a good time. And uh, so we have an opportunity to be here today and work. And we're doing some sales calls and things of that nature. So uh, 844-766-6607 is the number if you'd like to be part of the program. Uh, whew, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Okay, Brandon, I'm just uh, I'm going to keep talking, but the sports in my ears ain't going to hold me real good. So I have Alan Seabob, and I'm going to get Alan to wait two seconds before I get him to rolling because <laughs> Alan's going, this is going to be kind of confusing. I, I'm a professional, Alan. This is, when you're a professional, Alan, when you're a professional, Alan, this is how you, you, you handle your business. Now, go ahead and remove your headset. Keep your microphone on. Can you do that for me? All right, man. Good to see you, brother. Let me put your mic up. That probably helps it. Anyway, good to see you, man. I'm good. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're fine. You're okay. good. Don't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah, gl- gl- glad you, to be here. I like working under adverse circumstances. I'm your guy. <laughs> <laughs> I am on you. Alan, uh, it's, a, it's a new day. I, you know, we, we had a chance to go out to eat last night with you and your bride and uh, a friend of ours, and we were talking about a new day in Louisiana. And, uh, I, and I want to say this again. I nicknamed you. You finally got a nickname. I know people have called and told you if you wouldn't listen. I called him uh, uh, Santa Seaball because he really delivered one of the biggest Christmas gifts to Louisiana against the uh, trial lawyers and people like that. I'm not saying all of them, but some of them. And uh, you really had the toughest race. I'm not saying you had the toughest, but one of the toughest races because it was a Senate seat. And uh, I, I got to get, I'm going to give you some, I'm going to brag on you just a little bit. And I don't like to do that because you guys don't come back then. <laughs> but. You were one of the coolest of all the people that ran. And what I mean by that is you always had a grip on reality. You always knew you were going to win. You always felt you were going to win. You had a plan. You worked a plan. And uh, in your race, it was amazing because you never saw a poll had you up. But, boy, there were a lot of people telling you it was 8, 10, and 20 points down, did they? Yeah. Uh, the, well, not 20. The worst I heard was 17. But it was. Uh, but we, we knew all along. And, look, the fact of the matter is I know the people of northwest Louisiana and, and central Louisiana. I, I know what motivates them. I know what will motivate them to go to the polls and how they're going to vote. And I never for a second, it never really entered my mind that they weren't going to pick us in the end. We just had to deliver the message. We had to get it to everybody. And uh, when, when faced with what the choices, uh, I was supremely confident that at the end of the day, when people walked in the voting booth and had to make a decision, they were going to vote for us just because we, you know, we, we had the message and we, you know. Yeah, but you know what, what was, was amazing about it? Because like I said, I worked in, not in elections, but watching elections was you never wavered. You're talking about a guy of faith and never wavered. Every time I talked to you, it didn't matter what I heard on the streets. It was, we're going to win. This is how we're going to win. And this area is going to vote for us. And I think Sabine came in really nice. And nobody thought you were going to do that. You held your own basically in Natchitoches, which everybody thought that would be the stronghold for your opponent. And it was a stronghold, but it wasn't that much. I wouldn't. No, I agree. I mean, if you look at it four years ago, Louis Bernard got like 87 percent in Natchitoches Parish. And, you know, if we had lost Natchitoches 87, 13, it would have been difficult to overcome. But, you know, 56, 44 was was a win to me. Uh, getting 44% in, in my opponent's home parish, I, th- I consider it a win. Um, and the fact is, look, my, my wife and our families are both from Natchitoches. We, we know a lot of folks and, and, and I have a lot of on-the-ground connections there. So it, it, it wasn't foreign territory. But we had, um, 
we had a plan. And one of the biggest problems I had in the election, quite frankly, was people on my side. Um, <laughs> that, well, that's that, what I mean. You stayed steady while everybody else just got roughed up a little bit. I, we had a lot of armchair quarterbacks telling me what I needed to do. And, and look, I've been involved with and run political campaigns in Louisiana since, since the 1980s. And I, I really, you know, I, I just sound about it. I do know what I'm doing. And I knew about the money. I knew how much we had. And uh, I had it budgeted. I knew exactly what we were going to do. We came up with a plan, you know, several months ahead of time. And, and we, we put it in place and executed. I had a really good guy, Matt Kay, doing most of my grassroots and mailers and coming up with strategy. And Matt really knows what he's doing. And uh, I was very comfortable with where we were. And I knew what we were doing. A, a lot of people that were on my side maybe didn't trust me or were, were hitting the panic button, but we weren't. No, I, t- I tell you what I think it was, Alan, and you, you may agree or disagree because I was out there. And I heard I had people calling me and said, oh, I can't win that. They're going to beat the hell out of him. I had people call, that dude got more signs. I said, dude, signs don't vote. they freaking signs. And my thought was that you could win it. I didn't know as much as you knew. But when I talked to people, I was actually talking to people, and you did too, said, look, in our area, I'm going to put on a concrete sign out there. I got to. I heard people, I like him. I like him. I like him. But when it came down to voting in that race, they had to figure out what they were voting. They know what they had in you. We got a new guy that when you when you really formed it was put up by bad, I mean, I think bad people. No, and he, I, I, and he, I he allowed himself <laughs> to go into that deal with those bad people when I think it crushed his reputation. I ain't going to mention the guy's name, but I'm just saying you are always the steady one. I think people in that area that you live, that was Trump supporters. They wanted conservatives. They wanted somebody they can count on. So they were the types that say, I like so-and-so, but this is my guy for this position. By the way, I always said if it was a basketball coach position, I would have said he should get the job. I, I do. <laughs> he, he, I, I will concede he's probably a better basketball coach than me. Uh, he's, he's definitely a better basketball player than me. Um, but, you know, that's not what the job was. And, you know, I, again, we uh, tell me the signs don't vote. I put 3,700 signs out. I, I've, I've never seen a campaign put that almost 4,000 signs out. Um, that we, we had them from. And you can't put them out unless somebody says come put them out. No, they were all on private property, on people's yards. I mean, it was uh, from Shreveport to Alexandria and Winfield to the Texas line. I mean, we we were we were all over everywhere. Uh, I, I've never seen a district so big. Um, I, I have sympathy for people who run statewide, but we actually ran it like a local campaign, just in ten parishes. Um, which is, you know, that's a, that's a big chunk geographically. Yeah, you a, had a big area. It's a big chunk of the state. But the fact of the matter is it's where I grew up, and it, I, I'm, I got relatives everywhere all throughout in, in every parish. And, um, you know, it was one of those that I, I look I look at voting trends. I know what motivates people. I think I know what makes people tick. And I think we had a really good product to offer. And uh, I, I just uh, uh, kept plugging away, and I frankly didn't let all the the the, the static in the background and all the flack uh, get get us you off know, message. You, Alan Seaball, Representative Alan Seaball. Let me say it even better: not Senate elect Alan Seaball, District Thirty One. Right? Thirty One. Okay, I, it's hard for me to remember the districts. I was all over the place. But one of the things that I think is amazing, though, Alan, they spent seven hundred thousand dollars, and I didn't know you voted against uh, voted for thirteen year olds being married. Don't you think I, at I don't the know end, that I did either. Ask question. <laughs> don't you think at the end, I know some uh, campaigns get negative, they end up winning. But when I saw the one they were running against you, don't you think they were saying it was getting worse and they were saying worse things about you made up because they knew they were behind? Everybody's telling you you're getting married to get beat. 
I think they knew we're in trouble. I do agree with you about that because you, you can pick up a lot of clues by watching what the opposition is doing. And the fact that they were going more and more negative, uh, they were making stuff up. And when, when they ran an ad saying I was a anti-Trump liberal who was for <laughs> open borders and favored China, um, you, you kind of knew they were desperate at that point. And it was, uh, you know, we, we felt really good about where we were. And again, uh, I, I think we, we'd been telling people that they were lying about us for weeks. When they came out with that ad, I think it really uh, let people know that we we were actually telling the truth when we were telling people that they were lying. Um, but 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 you, know, but you to be an anti-Trumper is hilarious, and that's yeah. what I meant. They grabbing things and they're so nasty and they're so wild. There were people that knew you. There were people that knew of you. Uh, there were people that knew your voting record. I mean, they're sitting there going, that don't even match up. I got to believe you were told by people, I'm guessing, you were told by people that I, don't know, I might have a sign on there, I like coach, but I'm voting for you. Were you ever told that by anybody in the Natchitoches, anybody uh, here? A lot of people in Natchitoches said that. Not, not, not really much outside of Natchitoches. But, but in Natchitoches, there was... Uh, a lot of people in Natchitoches were, you know, saying they were for me, but it was kind of like not cool in Natchitoches to not support my opponent because he had been there forever and is a well-known and well-liked person in the community. So you, you kind of had to. Um, but the funny thing is that we went to Christmas festival this weekend. I told Laura, um, I want to recount because based on, <laughs> I think everybody in Natchitoches voted for me because they're all coming up to me on the streets telling me they voted for me. So now what I tell you, though. Yeah. Everybody likes to be with the winner. After, <laughs> after the election, they, they I all can't voted. find anybody voted for Bill Edwards before yeah. he won twice. That's it. So it, look, look, we're we're from Natchitoches, and I dearly love Natchitoches. I love Northwestern State University, and it's 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 going to be a central focus of of what I do. I am not anti Natchitoches. Some of the funny things we heard during the campaign, it was they were telling people that I was going to close the school and turn it into a prison. Um, I mean, so what I, I made just crazy, stuff. just crazy stuff. I don't, I don't know where that stuff comes from, but it was, uh, and that's could, couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I'm okay with building prisons, just not there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, and, and that may be a separate conversation, but we have, uh, you know, the, the university is a vital economic engine for all of Northwest and central Louisiana. And it's something we have to focus on is having some issues right now that we've, we've got to fix. And uh, I'm completely committed to fixing them. Uh, but that's not the only thing in the district. I mean, you know, Sabine Parish and Red River Parish have their own issues. And <laughs> believe me, I heard about them all over the last year and a half. And I lo absolutely love the people. And uh, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that we uh, that, that we do the best we can as their senator and, you know, take care. We, we got we have infrastructure issues. We have Internet issues. We have bridges. We have roads that are bad. We, we have a lot of work to do. In addition to going to Baton Rouge and fixing the crime problems and the tax problems and the out-migration and everything else that the governor's talking about. Let, let's do this. We're going to take a break. Alan Seaball, Representative Alan Seaball, Senate-elect, real upbeat about what's going to happen next year. I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that he's hoping to see and accomplish. So we're going to take our first break, 844-766-6607. is a Matthew James Tax Wealth Management hotline. We'll be right back. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. 
Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all mostly retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for mostly your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew James. You know what? Trust means everything when you're selling or buying a home. And I know this for a fact. Nicole Spellman Group, they're the ones that you have to depend on because they're the ones you can trust. And trust means everything. Your biggest possession, your most prized investment is your home. And I trust Nicole Spellman Group every single time. If I'm going to sell my home or buy a home, Nicole Spellman Group, you got to have somebody you can trust. That's Nicole Spellman Group. You know, the average realtor only spends a few hundred dollars a month marketing for you. The Nicole Spellman Group spends tens of thousands every month, every month to attract new and more buyers, which increases demand to sell your home faster. And guess what? For top dollar. That's why I trust the number one team serving the entire state of Louisiana, the Nicole Spellman Group, to sell my home. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home, the Nicole Spellman Group. So do this now. Go online to NicoleSpellmanGroup.com, NicoleSpellmanGroup.com, or just Google Nicole Spellman Group. Nicole Spellman Group, I'm telling you right now, why go anywhere else? She's the real deal. Support local. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome back. Psychiatrist uh, Alan Seymour here trying to help the talk show host. <laughs> Alan, great to, great to have you in, by the way. I appreciate you spending a little time. I know you, your time is valuable like everybody else, and you're probably looking forward to the hot, uh, hot holidays and get you a break, too. Uh, I well, know you took a little break after last. And by the way, I, I, and I talked to you about what you and your bride did and uh, got a chance to visit with both of y'all, and I just thought that was a cool, cool way of getting away and enjoying each other. And, and, we, we had a we had a good time. We uh, uh, sp- spent some time uh, just the two of us, and ended up in D.C. Uh, hanging out with our new speaker of the house. So that was that was kind of fun. I saw, I saw the pictures. That had to be a, a great experience. I know it is for Mike. It's it's a great experience, but it's a heck of a challenge for him. For y'all, it was just a great experience because he's got such a war to fight up there. It was. It was funny when he called. Uh, he he made it sound like he needed me. So I, I was kind of being funny with Laura, like, yeah, the speaker needs to talk to me. We, <laughs> we got there, and they didn't need me at all. They needed Laura to help Kelly with something. So, so uh, we, we went to D.C. because they needed Laura, not me. So yeah, but It just wasn't uh, communicated that way. It's, it's okay. Uh, it, Mike and Kelly have been dear friends of ours for a very long time, and I could not be happier for them or the country having them in that position. Yeah, he uh, – and, and, of course, as soon as he got the position, I was playing a tape yesterday at James Caldwell, absolutely, from Louisiana, a nut, old mm-hmm. serpent head, and a real nut. And uh, going off on Mike, just going off on him, worse than Al-Qaeda. You know the man. 
Yeah. You think he's worse than Al-Qaeda? Think about Al-Qaeda. <laughs> they'll come in here right now and gut us and shoot us and do everything. He's worse than that. James Carville, who I think should be one of the most disrespected people from Louisiana, I wouldn't invite him to be – I wouldn't invite him to clean the dog mess out of my dog pen. I wouldn't. I think he is low life. People celebrate him here. Yeah, I will say I don't think James Carville is worse than Al-Qaeda, but he's a lot closer than Mike is. Oh, ain't no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I think I, you're 100% right. I have, I have absolutely no respect for him, and I never have. And no, I'm, no. I'm sorry that he's an ambassador for Louisiana and for LSU. Well, he made a mistake on ESPN. They kicked him off and had to apologize. They'll never put James Carville back. He yeah. embarrasses Louisiana every time he opens his mouth. To go after Mike Johnson, you know Mike Johnson as well as anybody. I mean, when you start thinking about going after Mike Johnson in that way, you're a sick puppy. You're you are. really a sick, spiritual dead person. Look, Mike is as pure heart, pure-hearted, uh, honest, uh, good-intentioned individual as I've ever known in my life. And, and it's, uh, it, it's, you know, what they're saying about him and nationally uh, is what you were talking about before about the negative campaign in, in mm -hmm. my Senate race. The reason they're going after him is because they're scared. Mike is capable. Mike is capable of bringing home what conservatives want from the U.S. Congress. And they haven't had anybody like Mike in a very long time. Great. And I don't know that they've ever had a conservative up there with his uh, with his skills, with, with his people. Principles. He's got with, principles. He's got principles. He's got skills with people. He knows how to read people, and he knows how to motivate and move people. And he is a very formidable political force up there. That's why they're coming after him. They've got to try to discredit him because uh, Mike can move the needle. They better not be glad I'm not national. I'd have Mike on every week. <laughs> no, I would. I'd promote him and I'd support him. He would have a he would have a warrior because I I know him not as well as you, but I know him pretty well, and uh, we've had him on a lot. We're gonna have him on. I I just hadn't bothered him. We've been back and forth uh, because I don't think right now it's important right here to be with us. It's more important to be on a stage here. So I have not pushed it at all. I'm not gonna push it. I told him when he gets ready, just let me know, because he, he would like to come talk to the people in Louisiana. And, oh, but I, ha I have not pursued that with him. And I don't want to. I want him to do it. And I'm going to keep you a little while longer, because one of the things I want to talk about is the optimism. Uh, and we got a minute or so left, two left in this segment. Uh, the optimism that you feel. Why do you feel the optimism? And I'm going to guess, because we really, I'm going to say the word, mandate. There's a mandate now for you and everybody that won this time. There is. There's no question about it. I mean, with, with the legislature that just got elected and, and Jeff Landry and Liz Merle and John Fleming and everybody else that they put in office, the, the people of Louisiana spoke. They spoke very, very loudly and they spoke very, very clearly. And I don't think there's any confusion about what they want us to do. Now, we're, we're going to get there. Louisiana has been there before. In the early 90s, they elected a bunch of new people and they went there and didn't get the job done. In 2007, they had an opportunity with Jindal and didn't get the job done. Oh, you done. thought right there because we're going to talk about how we're going to get the job done when we get back. Representative Alan Seaball, more importantly, Senate-elect Alan Seaball when we get back. You're listening to the Moon Profonja.
It's gumbo season. This year, I want you to try some Rage and Cajun Authentic Roux and let Rage and Cajun Roux do the hard work for you. Using just two simple ingredients. Rage and Cajun Roux, a slow cook for six hours for the perfect dark and rich-tasting gumbo. You can find Rage and Cajun Roux and Rage and Cajun Original Cajun Seasoning in all your favorite grocery stores today. Folks, ask them for that Rage and Cajun. Try all your great Rage and Cajun products. Ask for them by name in the grocery store. Raging Cajuns, folks. This food is great. As parents, we have a lot to be proud of. Our kids are smart, talented, and dedicated, but all of them are at risk. One in three Louisiana high school students use e-cigarettes, and every day, more teens struggle with vape-related problems like nicotine addiction and lung damage. The time to talk to your teen is now, and we can help. Get vaping facts, talking tips, and quitting resources at BehindTheHazeLA.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Department of Justice. We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated or you're near the end of a contract with your internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line One about their hosted phone service. They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user-friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line One system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at line.one. Line.one. It's time to talk to the professionals. Learn more about the technology with a human touch. Go to line.one and tell them Moon sent you. Hi, I'm Ava Kate. This hour of the Moon Griffon Show brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back. Luke Lafon Show on the road again in beautiful Shreveport, Louisiana. Bolger City area. We're here at Kill Studio. We're actually in the old Kill Studio. And because uh, that new one is really, really immaculate, really looks good. But we'll be here until uh, 11 o'clock. Got some business stuff to take care of here. And tonight, uh, be at uh, Bolger City uh, Republican Women. That's Jane Smith. I call it Jane Smith's group, but she probably would say don't do that because there's a lot of people. They have their, uh, their, their, I call it a Christmas fundraiser also their deal to get people to sign up it's at the silver star starting at uh 5 30 and a good, you know what i like about it seven o'clock she's gonna kick me and you up <laughs> we don't call her general jane for nothing <laughs> she keeps it on schedule all right alan so uh let's let's go to something positive and this is what i mean jeff comes in you coming in with a host of a lot of other people you mentioned it earlier this has been a mandate Y'all got something to do. Let's talk about the things that you think would be a success in the next four years. I, and look, I know some things cannot be one big leap, but we got to have some big leaps too. So just yeah, it's tell not us what's gonna going to be. A, on. It's not going to be enough to just stop getting worse. Um, you know, J- John Bell Edwards left Louisiana devastated across the board on just about every level. Um, we've got to the, the main focus, and I think the biggest impact we can make early on is with taxes. 
we've got to lower the cost of living in Louisiana. We've got to get government regulation out of people's lives from licensing boards to, to regulations to, to, to taxes to everything else. What, what this administration has done is tried to grab every penny that they could from every business and every taxpayer and everybody with a job to the extent that they're driving them to the borders. We need to be the opposite. We, we need to be saying to businesses, what can we do for you, not how much money can we get out of you? How can we make your job better? How can we make your business more profitable? How can we encourage you to hire more people? And when we start with that, then we're going to stop seeing the brain drain to Texas and other states, and we're going to actually start seeing those people moving back in because jobs are being created in Louisiana. Uh, right but don't now, you think if you did, you're going to have to. Let me, let me back up just a second. Alan, like I said, you're going to have to take some big steps in this. Big There's going to have to be bold steps, and here's the big problem you got. Government, is, well, <laughs> you can't take it away from us. This whole state's been about government the whole time I've been living. Oh, it's time for the state to be about the people keeping money and government why don't we get trimmed government and let the people get fat and that's the most exciting thing that i i have seen over the last month in talking to jeff landry and his transition teams um nothing's off the table i'm not saying they're going to cut everything but but nothing is off the table they're going to look at everything and uh, they're going to do, do things to streamline government and what we spend, whether it's consolidating departments, consolidating jobs, eliminating positions, streamlining things so that we're not just writing that blank check and and increasing funding on everything across the board every year. Uh, we're going to have to stop. We're going to have to roll that back. Um, I mean, there, there's not a single department in Louisiana state government that can't afford to be cut a little bit. And some of them need to be cut a lot. Because, you know, the, quite frankly, the, the, the fact is that's our money. It's money that comes out of our paychecks that, that they're funding some of this stuff that government does not need to be paying for and funding these positions that don't need to be filled. You can't give people back their tax dollars without trimming it somewhere. That's right. You and pay. so I thought Republicans always got in trouble. Cut taxes. It keeps spending going up. Disaster. Cut taxes. Bring spending down. Perfect. And going by what you said, if you're making this a friendly business state and that part starts ticking up, you get more tax dollars. I just felt like we always put the caboose at the front and the engine at the back. The engine being the economic development, the caboose is the back. They get last. They don't get first. And I stay, we got the engine barely making it up the hill, pushing the caboose and the other trains. Right. That's where we got to change. And if they can't change that, I don't think we can fix it. Well, uh, let me just take, put you inside Jeff Landry's mind for just a second. The question that he asked me a question this morning that kind of caught me off guard. He didn't ask, do you think we're going to lose a congressional district in, in, in when we get the census next time? He asked, how long do you think it'll take until we add one? And so he's talking. Wow, that's big. Think about that. I mean, it, it kind of caught me off guard. And, uh, you know, he's talking about not losing population, adding population so that we're we're not subtracting congressional districts. We're actually adding them. And that that's forward thinking. That's, you know, J Jeff Landry is not going there to bide his time to get another job like like previous governors have. Uh, Jeff Landry's going there to fix Louisiana forward thinking like that, um, that 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 I. I could not be happier or more optimistic with where well, we're Well, let, let me, let me, I'm going to answer some of that for you. And you answered it already. I've been answering it for 30 years. Until we make 
business and jobs and families. Yep. More important than how much this government agency got and this government agency got, you ain't fixing it because that goes my caboose engine flip. We've always had the caboose at the front. We fill that up, and then at the back, you don't have an engine. And so uh, we don't have the economic engine to drive it. All these people you mentioned have left. They ain't coming back without a good job. And we, if we can't create good jobs, if all we're trying to do is make government fat, I don't care if it's universities, K through 12, I know you got to have money for that stuff. I'm not foolish. But there got to be something along the line that we miss. Well, that's where we have to start, but it's certainly not the only thing that we need to do. But it is where it has to start because uh, the out-migration problem, the loss of population, the loss of jobs is the number one thing facing Louisiana. There's there's problem with roads and crime, and you can go down the list, but that's the number one, the, the, the trend that takes the longest to reverse, that's going to be hardest to reverse, and the one that's got to be attacked first. And, and I, I, I think, look, Jeff knows what, where Louisiana is, he knows why we have the problems we're having, and we've never had a governor in my lifetime as dedicated to fixing the problems as Jeff Landry is, and he's got the team in place uh, that's also motivated to do it, because actually I was being interviewed by a reporter the other day who was kind of trying to put me on the spot, but he asked a, a, a correct question. He said, you know, when y'all fail this time, who are you going to blame? And I said, we have absolutely no intention of failing. We're not talking about assignment of blame. We're talking about who's going to get the credit. And because we are going to fix Louisiana. I mean, yeah, I, when you I'm, fail this time, compared to Bel Air, which you almost can't fail, just don't do what he did. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, that, that, I mean, we've had a failed governor for eight years. And I, I think it's funny how they're going out trying to spin it. His buddy Jay Darden and him and some of the media people, you can't spin failure. There's absolutely no way to spin it. There's no metric you can look at and and judge the John Bell Edwards administration anything other than a complete failure for the state of Louisiana. He's bragging about Medicaid expansion, okay? And I'm I'm a little different, okay? It's expanded. It's time to start weaning people off, and you wean them off with jobs. I think if Jeff can look up in four years and say, you know, we had 800,000 people on Medicaid, we only got 300,000. That's not going to be because you got 500,000 without Medicaid. You might have 500,000 people working yeah. that got jobs that have insurance. To me, that would be a victory. Just, you know, it's costing us, and I know you know this, a half a million dollars minimum for the Medicaid expansion out of state coffers. Yeah. Nobody realizes that. So how was that a good thing? It wasn't, and, and that's why the legislature never did it. Uh, all the Medicaid expansion was done through, do through executive order. Yeah. And, you know, John Bell couldn't get it passed, so he, you know, he did it by executive order. And, and now the check's due, and it's costing us a lot. But, you know, the fact of the matter is you don't judge success by how many people are on Medicaid. You judge success by how many people who no longer need it. And that, that's what we need to focus on right now is creating jobs and getting people off of government assistance, getting people working, getting people paying taxes and contributing to society and, and, and bettering their own lives. They, uh, you know, when I look at this, I saw the other day you were one of the 19 that voted against the budget. Everybody knows how what debacle that was. I don't think we're going to see that again. I, I hope not. I, and, I, uh, I would be but, shocked but if I, we did. But I read the other day that they already – having to cut back on some of the spending they made. They're already at the bond level. They're already at the bond limit. They're already messed up already. And we hadn't even got to Jeff's administration yet. Yeah, they clearly overcommitted themselves and overextended. Uh, and you could see it coming. Uh, there were, at one time, there were a lot more than 19 of us um, but th that were you know, saying, this is not a good idea. This is not the recipe for success. 
Uh, what, what, but the fact of the matter is John Bell did that on purpose with Paige Cortez and Clay Shakespeare. Yep. They were deliberately trying to tie Jeff Landry's hands and to make sure that the next governor was not successful. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about that and then wrap up with you. Alan Seaball, Senate-elect. We'll take a break. Be right back. From their humbling beginning, Dino Hardwoods has strived to provide superior service and quality products for their customers. Hey, I know Charles Altman. He does a great job. If you're looking for lumber, Dino Hardwoods stocks a large selection of domestic and import hardwood lumber in Cypress. You ought to see their stuff. Exotic lumber, they got that as well. Trust in Dino Hardwoods when it comes to your exotic lumber needs right now. Molding, plywood, paint, and L products, they are ready for you. They got three great locations. The corporate office is right here in Broussard, Louisiana. There's an office in Shreveport on 2801 Valley View Drive and one in Tyler, Texas, 12492 Highway 155 North. Hey, if you're looking for something different and something new and somebody who will service you, it's Dino Hardwoods. I'm telling you, don't forget Dino Hardwoods. DinoHardwoods.com. DinoHardwoods.com. Great locations. They can service you. They can deliver. DinoHardwoods.com. Check out this great Louisiana Company. Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Highland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, Hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. Every B. On show... What an honor to be here at Keel Radio. Our good friends, we've been ooh, on the air here on uh, 22 years. I mean, it's been a blessing, and we appreciate the folks up here. It's a Matthew James Tax Wealth Management hotline. By the way, Cane River Pecans, I'm going to give away two tomorrow. I don't have time to do it today. I'll do it tomorrow, but you can register Moon at MoonGraphon.com. Alan Seaball, Senate-elect. He's a representative, but he's Senate-elect going into next year. So, Alan, uh, we get into next year. There's so much you want to do, and realistically, we can't do it all. Everything's not going to happen. You talked about the business side, the job side. I would think, and I've already saw Jeff already moving on the crime issue, which is going to be big. Uh, but the, one of the biggest issues, and I think it, the economy is more important than this issue, but it's big, it's going to be insurance. So oh, just, just how, can you tell people how we do this to get it down? I know we had some rough times because of the flood and hurricanes, but we've always gone through – Pieces like that. Now, the last two years, we didn't, we didn't have anything major, which I hope we go 10 more years. And we can. We may not. We don't know that. That's Mother Nature. But what do you feel like uh, we're going to have to do to help in the insurance side? Well, it's, it's, it's a several-pronged problem. Um, 
one of the things we can't control is the storms. I mean, that, the Louisiana just seems to be a magnet, and you know that's just something we're going to have to deal with. But it's always something that we've dealt with. The things that we can, and that's not something you can fix legislatively. We can't pass a bill that says no more hurricanes. But what you can do is fix the litigation environment. And the biggest thing that we can do to lower insurance rates and to fix the insurance crisis is to convince insurance companies to write policies in Louisiana. Right now, c companies are leaving Louisiana and uh, in, in big numbers to where we're having fewer and fewer insurers writing commercial policies, writing uh, uh, re you know, residential. Uh, where when, when you have fewer companies writing them, the costs go up. And the fact of the matter is, look, we all know why insurance rates are high. It's trial lawyers. You can see it on the billboards. They get big judgments. Insurance companies have to raise your rates to pay off their judgments. That's a fact. Everybody knows it. And, and you can see that everybody knows it because there were several races around the state, mine included, where the trial lawyers got involved trying to create this narrative that the high rates were the insurance company's fault, that the insurance companies were, were sticking it to the people of Louisiana and laughing all the way to the bank. And every single one of those races, the candidate that they were supporting got devastated. In every race across the board, not one trial lawyer supported candidate one. They got to be bad. In the Senate, I, I didn't. I didn't follow the House race, but in the Senate races, everyone that they got, yeah, every one of them got over sixty percent. Their candidates got slaughtered. The people of Louisiana know why their insurance rates are high, and they know the guys they on see, the they see the advertisement. Yeah, they, they go. Well, if you advertise, you probably got money because they spend a ton of money. It's not hard to connect the dots. Okay, but that's you're talking homeowners. What about this regular automobile well, insurance? Well, I'm talking because about that, that too. That's, that that is outrageous compared to other states. It is, and look, I I, I have two kids who live in Dallas, and they're. Uh, oh, yours left too. Huh? Yeah, they did. Everybody and, and, left. But, but you know, they were both shocked at how much their insurance went down when they moved to Dallas. In fact, they both called wondering if they'd done something wrong, and you know, it that's embarrassing. And it's a hidden tax living in Louisiana. It makes it more expensive to live in Louisiana when you have to pay those extra costs. And, and it's the litigation environment. The money is coming out of your pocket, and it's going to Gordon McKernan. It's going to Morris Bard and Dudley DeBosier and the local guys. That's just a fact. And it's but fixable. they play heavy in the politics. Well, they did, and they lost across the board. They were soundly rejected by the voters in Louisiana. So that's something that we need to focus on. Yeah, I just know, uh, man... I was reading a story the other day. A older lady said she got to move out of the state. She couldn't afford insurance. Now, she was down toward the Homer area, which really got hurt. Cameron's been hurt. Uh, we live, as I tell people, we live in the top of the Gulf. Anything that ever enters the Gulf, storm-wise, hurricane-wise, we have a big-time chance of getting hit. We just yeah. do because where we are. But the fact of the matter is we could go 10 years without a hurricane. Yeah, te Texas. We could. I didn't say we would. Texas and Florida have more coastline than we do. We get way more hurricanes than they do. It's just the way the Gulf but is. But it sucks up. It always yeah. comes in and goes northwest, northeast. That's going to be us as well. Um, so, and and far as, and, and, you know, the crime, I think crime's going to be addressed. I'm just looking at what I, Jeff's I doing in New Orleans. Somebody called the other day and said, well, I hope Jeff's not just concentrating on New Orleans. I said, no, but it starts in New Orleans because when people see New Orleans, when they think Louisiana, they think of New Orleans. And they do outside the state. And it's natural. It's a big city and all that stuff. But y'all got crime problems here. We got them where we are. All that stuff has got to be addressed. I just wonder if it, one of the things we can do is build more prisons. Now, somebody's going to get mad I said that. But you kind of wonder, if you're not going to take these people and put them back and get them off the street, what do you do with them? You need to start with making people afraid to get arrested again. 
I mean, the bottom line is there's people out there committing crimes because they're not afraid of the police. They're not afraid of the criminal justice system, and they're not afraid to get arrested because the, 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 the way the, the sentencing was devastated uh, by John Bell six, seven years ago, um, they're not afraid to get a seven-year sentence. They're not afraid to get arrested. They're not afraid of prison. And the juvenile thing is just a disaster. And that's one thing I think everybody on our side agrees on. It's one of the first things we're going to do is consider those 17-year-olds adults again uh, and get the 17-year-olds out of the juvenile prison system and start treating them like adults that they are. Um, and so you, 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 you make that change. I, that's going to free up a lot in the juvenile system. That one change alone is going to make a huge difference. Uh, but there's a lot of other things you can focus on. There's two task forces. Uh, I had the, the violent crime task force, and then Debbie Villio had a sentence, truth and sentencing task force. Both of those did their job. And then now we've got the transition team uh, focusing on crime. And out of the three of those, we're going to come out with a fairly aggressive agenda of bills to address crime. Another way to address crime is get people working, create a better economy so people don't have to steal. But you've got to make them want it, and, and that's one of the problems. I think one of the things we've done, I've said it many years, we made it easy to be poor and hard to prosper. And if it wasn't true, then why are our best and youngest and are moving out so they can prosper like your kids? Right. And yet we make it poor. So who comes out of college? And I look at Bell Edwards. He had no vision coming in. His vision was three things, raise taxes, federal money, minimum wage, and when I say federal money, Medicaid expansion. You know, if anybody got out of college, man, I'm going to move to Louisiana. I can get, they're going to raise the minimum wage, and I can get Medicaid. But yet, that's all they promote is about the poor. Now, the poor is all, we always have the poor, and we're always going to have programs to help the poor. What about focusing, and I'll say it again, on the people in the private sector who make the engine run? Let the caboose, you've got to slim government down. it got to be a way to go slim it down all across the board and then take that money to get the tax breaks to our businesses and people for them to live here. And eventually, do you think we'll get rid of the income tax? Uh, we're going to significantly reduce it. Uh, I would like to get rid of it. Um, we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm optimistic about significantly reducing it. Uh, we've got to cut the budget. Um, and there are a lot of places to cut. But one of the things that Jeff Landry's talked about, which is refreshing to hear, is not uh, bringing, well, he's talking about bringing in new business, but he's also talking about cr cr correcting the environment, making the environment better for those Louisiana businesses who never left. L let's reward the no ones doubt. who are still here, who've maintained, who've endured the John Bell Edwards years. They've per persevered. They're still here. They've got people employed. Let's help them expand the businesses who never left and we can as a separate issue focus on bringing in other businesses from other states and other countries but it's the focus has got to be on creating a business environment and, no and louisiana has been the exact opposite of that for my entire lifetime oh me too and uh, i'm just saying that would be the i think that's the biggest turnaround for the state if you're creating business jobs are coming we're all growing tax dollars grow mm -hmm. they grow you can't grow tax dollars and think you're going to grow the private economy. If that would have worked, Louisiana would be number one in everything because that's what we've done for the last 100 years. Yeah. We just made sure government grows, span government, span government however you can, and uh, Medicaid expansion, let everybody be dependent on government. Well, expanding government is not creating jobs. 
It never has been. Only Democrats think that. Only liberals think that. And they're just wrong. Um, and I think they're they're wrong economically and they're wrong uh, in, in every respect as it reflects business. Because, cause, cause quite frankly, Democrats and liberals don't understand how the economy works. They don't understand how business works. And they don't understand how to create jobs. The only thing they understand is, is government. And government is not the answer. Government is the problem. Reagan was right. I grew up with Ronald Reagan. You know, the, the scariest words are, we're from the government. We're here to help. Yeah. Government is the problem. Once again, I said, take the caboose, put it where it belongs in the back. Let the dry engine be the economic engine, uh, development engine. It drives the caboose, gets as it goes along. You can't let it lead. Alan Seaball, Senator the Lake. Alan, God bless. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Moon. Appreciate Looking you. Looking forward to seeing what y'all going to do. We take a break. Thomas, uh, Louis R. Abalone and my comet saw are supposed to be here. We'll be right back. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette, a Town Square Media Station, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. What's going on on college campuses? I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Jewish students say. Anti-Semitism. He's going to tell the Democrat-led Senate Judiciary Committee. That was Alexandria Hoff on the uh, issue with the Senate the testimony going on with Robert with Christopher Ray. That's coming up. But there is a couple of students or are speaking out about what's happening, including Talia Khan. She goes to MIT. Faculty dismissing student concerns for their safety by telling them that if they are scared, they should just go back to Israel. And as those students speak out, there's another pro-Palestinian protest going on outside the Capitol as the presidents of Penn and MIT and Harvard testify at a House hearing. They say they reject anti-Semitism while trying to preserve free speech rights as Israel intensifies attacks on Hamas targets in southern Gaza. As a U.N. official says the humanitarian situation is getting worse. Israel is ordering civilians to evacuate, but one already displaced Palestinian says they fled from a war of cannons to a war of starvation. An Israeli government spokesman, Avi Hyman, tells Fox Business... We're plowing on with a mission to destroy Hamas. Um, as of Sunday, we had found 800 uh, tunnel shafts and destroyed 500. And the Wall Street Journal reports Israel is considering using seawater to flood those tunnels. Now to the FBI Director Christopher Wray testifying at the Senate now. The threats the Bureau's 38,000 men and women tackle every day are more complex and evolving more quickly than ever before. Especially ones inspired by the war in Gaza. So, Ray says he's urging senators to reauthorize a key provision of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act set to expire at the end of the month. The expiration of our 702 authorities would be devastating to the FBI's ability to protect Americans from those threats. Some in Congress, though, are critical, saying that foreign surveillance sometimes infringes on U.S. citizens' rights. America's listening to Fox News. I'm Scott, the owner of Solid Fire Pits. When I began welding my custom-made fire pits for friends and family, I shared them on TikTok because I was just so proud of them. Check it out. That's beautiful. I posted every new fire pit design and more people kept ordering. From 26 states and counting. Then on my birthday, I had my best sales ever. Now how can the universe beat that? 
Solid Fire Pits is just one of the 5 million U.S. businesses that rely on TikTok every day. TikTok sparks business. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who risk their lives for our communities and our country. Heroes like United States Marine Corps Captain and Pilot John Jeremy Sachs. He sustained fatal injuries when his military aircraft crashed during training. Tunnel to Towers provided his wife and two daughters with a mortgage-free home. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T. The Joe Cunningham show has a new start time that's right hey everybody it's me joe cunningham and i want you to join me every weekday at 5 p.m here on news talk 96.5 kpel all of the news and analysis that's important to you right here in acadiana be it local state or national going to have that for you during your evening drive every day from 5 to 6 p.m the joe cunningham show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. I love this song! I love nachos. Loving everything? You might be buzzed. You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzz warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPEL or Town Square Media. <laughs> Showing Stephen my new studio and my setup, you like it? I think pretty good. <laughs> it's a uh, class. It's fabulous. You see what they think of me? You could use <laughs> you could use one of those Swiffer dusters. You know, uh, just get a little one. Bit, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think the first one would be done on this desk. <laughs> anyway, I'm joking. Anyway, I'll tell you what that is in just a minute. Welcome back, Moogerphone Show. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline, eight four four seven six 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 zero seven, and. uh we're here at Kill Radio, and of course, we'll be here until 11 o'clock. Got some sales stuff I'm working on today. Looking forward to the day. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then tonight, uh, Silver Star, 537 Republican Women. If you want to come, uh, Bolger Parish Republican Women, Jane Smith's group's going to be there. I'll be speaking there, and they, they always got good food there. Yep. You can come, and uh, if you want to join and things of that nature, come on by. I love to say hi. I get to meet all kind of good people here. And that's a great group, by the way. They, that's a really good group. And it's a great environment uh, to, to hold those meetings. I mean, it's, it's a good venue. Oh, yeah. The and food's good, and it's a big old open. Oh, it's got perfect. room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I know you're hearing that, and y'all going, I heard that name before. That's Well, first of all, he's got his own gig with Louis R. Avalone. They're all over the country. His name is Stephen Parr. He's actually from here, so I told him to slide by. You might not be, you might not, you might think we're going to talk about climate today. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he came by, he, was, he wanted to see if I was in an electric vehicle. <laughs> I just had to check. I had to find out. Well, let me tell you something. When they put me in an electric vehicle, yeah, probably be I'd probably be going to the grave. Yeah, I because mean, because I, I can't believe the lies. I, you, I just that 
they, I know you follow, you, are you following the CO228, 1490 to heaven over there? Yeah. And the stupidity coming out of their mouths? Did you hear the president of that, that conference came out and said, we can't outlaw electricity. We can't outlaw carbon dioxide. It's not as bad as you guys. Th the guy that's hosting the event in Dubai is like, it's not as bad as you he say. He also said be. there's no science that fossil fuels doing what you said. That's right. <laughs> that's the guy leading the conference. He's hosting the event. Why did they go to all, all country to do it? That's what, that's what I don't understand. I'll, I'll tell you why. It's the same reason why there was a World Cup the World Cup soccer tournament in Qatar. Qatar is about the size of Cato and Bossier Paris combined. So it, it ain't that big a country. Why are you holding the world's largest sporting event tournament in a country that small? It was because they bribed people to get it. They spent money. They, they used that oil money, and they greased the wheels of the people who were deciding where the conference was going to be. And because they did that, they got the World Cup. You, Same thing in Dubai. Dubai goes, and they says, oh, I'll tell you what, we'll pay you some money. You bring your uh, climate conference You mean here. to tell me people would do anything for a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're saying that. I know, I know. God, you just—I think you just grabbing stuff out of the sky. Now. I'm a radical moon. I, I know. I, I think what happened is some of this, uh, some of this carbon dioxide is working in your nose a little harder. <laughs> Going back in, Stephen Paul, my comments are, and uh, no, I, I, I can get to that in a minute. But I do want to talk a little bit about uh, what's happening here. So we had, uh, you know, I pick up the paper and read a lot of stuff, and I see the sheriff's race and. Guy wins by one vote. It's been done before. Uh, but got a problem because when they, they – so they do a recount. Right. Uh, by the way, I'm going to let you catch this up. I'm just doing what – as a somebody from a distance looking. Yeah. So they say, well, one vote, we'll do a recount. But they can't really recount all the votes. They can only recount the mail-in ballots. Right. So really, you know, they had a guy running for office saying we got to be able to recount the votes, but the machine can't do a recount. So there, there's – I'm asking. I mean, then – they recounted the mail-in and found out somebody got three, the other one got three, this one got three, this is one point. And they really pretty much put it together, and that's when our lawsuit started. So kind of catches up in a, in a quicker way than you might do on your program <laughs> of really what's going on and then, and then what's going to be the consequences of all of it. So this is the largest race in American history that was decided by one vote. 43,000 people voting, and it came down to one vote. Never happened with this many votes in, in a single election before. The problem is, th it's been documented that there were two people who voted twice. They okay. voted early and they voted on election day. They both admitted that they did this. The, the clerk of court has known that they did this. Well, if you got two people voting twice and you only have a one vote margin, um, you, you can't tell who actually won that race. All right, well, that's just one problem. Because you don't know how they vote. You don't know how they vote. And you can't ask them because it's a, it's, a, it's a secret ballot. That's, that's your constitutional right to have a secret ballot in this country. Nobody has, nobody has the right to ask you who you voted for in any election. All right, so then let's go to... They can ask. You ain't got to tell them. That's, well, that's true. That's true. All right, so then you go to the mail-in ballots. Because you're right, they didn't recount the machine count of stuff. They just assumed the machine count of stuff was 100% accurate. But e it was no though, way to recount it was. Well, I mean, you can, you can go look at the chip... I mean, uh, you can go look at the, the data that's already there, but how are you going to recount? Like, you, you, if you have a computer spreadsheet, you don't need to recount what's on the computer spreadsheet because the software's already doing it for you. It's all 100% software. There's nothing to recount. It's right there on the screen. You can't, there's, no re, there's nothing to recount. So now we go and we're looking at the mail-in ballots. 
There was about 7,000 plus. Yeah, early voting and mail-in ballots. All right. So on the mail-in ballots, they only looked at just a handful of the receipts. So when you mail in your ballot, there's a, there's a cover sheet that you're supposed to fill out. It's got to have your last name on it, your, your name, your, your mother's maiden name on there. You have to sign it, and a witness has to sign it. And it pretty much has to be a family member who's witnessing it. Uh, you cannot witness more than one non-family member. Okay? Okay. All right. So just out of the small sample of these that they found, they found 54 of these cover sheets that were filled out incorrectly. Either didn't have the maiden name, didn't have the, the uh, voter's name, didn't have the voter's signature. There were some where someone witnessed it, but no one signed that they were voting. Well, they, they were thrown out, of course, right? So No. Oh. No, 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 no. Well, you can tell how, who, how they voted, too, couldn't you? No, because they had already separated those okay. receipts from the ballots. So we got at least 54, and that was just in that small sample. There's probably hundreds where the, the receipt should have invalidated the ballot before it was counted. But what came out in trial was the people counting the ballots had no formal training on how to count the ballots. Okay, there was something else I want to ask you about. I was told that the way they redid it was wrong, that the law said the commission should be the people that did it, but the register of voters did they explain that to us. That one I'm, I'm not exactly sure on. Um, th- I, I, I was told this this morning. I, I don't have any information. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I, I don't You don't have, know if that happened or not? Okay. I don't know if that. that they, Who should have recounted the ballots? Do you know that? I think, it was the, I think it was done correctly the way it was done. Lewis was actually in the room watching the recount. Uh, and, and so there, was, there were a bunch of people that were there. Uh, you had representatives from both campaigns. You also had our tax assessors' campaigns were also in there because there was a recount okay. for that as well. Um, so Lewis was in the room at the time. He didn't, he didn't mention anything about that. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But the judge in the case, by the way, every single judge in Cattle Parish had to recuse themselves from this case. Every single one of them. They all, they all, it was one at a time and then in mass, 12 of them at one time went, I, I can't take this case. So they had to go get a retired judge out of Ruston to come over here the case. He is going to put down his verdict. Is that one happened to be uh, Robbie James? No, no, Blake. Uh, Judge, oh, no, Judge Black. I yeah, know him. Yeah. He was a Supreme Court guy, real short time, and got beat by Chet Trail after he just beat him. I got it. I know you're talking about. So, I know him. So he said he's going to release his verdict today at noon. So just as your show goes off the air, we will find out whether we're getting a new election for the sheriff or whether okay. Henry C. Whitehorn's going to be sheriff. Would it, now, there was, a, there was an opportunity. I'm, uh, let me back up. Mm-hmm. I think out of this thing, there's really two ways you could go. They could declare Whitehorn the winner. By one vote. The one largest vote. vote in American history decided by one vote. Okay. They could solidify it. Or that. they could actually redo election. Yes. Those okay. are your only two options, really, I think, from looking at the law. Uh, you voted in an election. I did. Okay. Okay. In your opinion, you know, I, I, well, my biggest fear when I saw this, and I knew it was a white and black and Democrat Republican. Yeah. My biggest fear is you take the election where here we go. I still believe that. I hate to say that. Yeah. But that's what I think. But do you think the fairest thing to do is to do a re-election? What is the right thing? Do you can you tell me what you felt like is the right thing? I mean, should they go back and hand count? Should there be a third option to hand count the absentee ballots again? I think we need a complete audit of those receipts to find out how many ballots were counted that should not have been counted. But there's no way to pull out the ones that shouldn't have been counted at this point because they've been separated. You don't know which ballot's which. It's too late now. It's too late now. So would you, when you look at our election system, would you say we really don't have a proper way to audit it? 
we don't have a proper way to audit it. That ain't good. What bothers me more is we didn't do the proper way of counting it in the first place. How do you have an election? And, and, and by the way, I'm not trying to single out Cattle Parish. I'm willing to bet this is a problem in every single parish in the state. How do you have an election where you don't train the people who are counting the ballots on the proper legal way to count the ballots? If you just tell them to separate that, that receipt from the ballot and just count the ballot, then why do we have the receipt? The receipt's there for a legal reason because we need to make sure nobody's going into a nursing home and just gathering up all the ballots of people who really aren't able to vote or don't even know that they've got their ballot there, and somebody just rigging an election that way. Uh, there was one other issue, because it was brought to my attention while it was happening, and it had to do with the Cattle Parish Commission. Mm-hmm. And it had to do with cooking and serving food. Uh, it was some, it was prime to do it right up by the precincts. Whatever came of that, and did that did that happen anyway? It it did happen. So they were giving out food. Um, what were they cooking, by the way? Hell, I might have came up here and ate free. I, I'm not exactly sure what food they were giving out, but it was right before Thanksgiving. It was week before Thanksgiving, so I have a feeling a lot of this was Thanksgiving-type type food. But they scheduled some of these to be at voting precincts. <laughs> now, the day of the election, there were some people who objected, and they got that moved, you know, a couple 20 feet. Out, outside of the, the, the polling 600 area. 600 feet, a little further out. But they still had it. It's still right there. And, so, and by the way, Roy Burrell said there were hundreds of people lined up around the block to get this food. With and the food before them, you voted or after? Every one of them, they told them, go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Here's have some food. Happy Thanksgiving. Make sure you go vote. Now, come on now. Then, Roy oh, Burrell did a podcast after, after it. And he said, next time we do this, I'm going to insist that anybody who comes up to get the free food must prove to me they've already voted. So that tells me his mindset of why they did it in the first place. Absolutely. We all know why they did it. They did it. They've been doing this for a long time in Louisiana. Right. But the law says you're not allowed to spend taxpayer dollars to encourage people to vote for or against a a, a candidate or a proposition. Let me take a break because I want to know about the cattle company. Who gave them the right to do this? They gave it to themselves. Bingo. Let me take a break, Steve. We're talking about another climate, political climate. Hey, pretty good at that, too. So we'll take a break. Come back. I got judicial hellhole. I think it's Tiger. It's going to be my uh, special guest coming out at 1030 for a quick segment. And while Louisiana stays in the you know, judicial hellhole, political hellhole, whatever you want to call it. Take a break. Be right back. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get into private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. Folks, you hear me brag about a new advertisement. South Star Urgent Care is the name you need to know. Listen, you, you look up, you're in the middle of the night, you're looking, God, where do we go? South Star Urgent Care. They open on weekends, they open at night, they can get you taken care of if, you got, if you're sick, if you're feeling bad. Maybe you coughing, dehydrated, fever, flu, fractures. South Star Urgent Care wants to service you, and they're going to treat you like you want to be treated. They're going to get you in, get you out. You're not going to sit in a dark waiting room for a, a bunch of times. 
South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. You know, you can register before you go and set your appointment. Hey, it's really cool. These folks at South, South Star greet you with a genuine smile and make you feel very comfortable. Folks, you're looking for the perfect urgent care? It's South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. South Star Urgent Care is the urgent care you need. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there are oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you, or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. Anyway, folks, this Moon Group. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show, and honored to have the uh, climate czar <laughs> of the Moon Graffon Show. But like I said, he uh, he's, uh, he's 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 good at everything. They got a great program, American Ground Radio. You can check it out. I know y'all gonna get ready to do some podcast stuff. Y'all get ready. Yeah, we've got to a, get a little bit, little bit deeper in that. We got a podcast up right now, but we're we're uh, working to grow it. I I had mine for about eight months, mm-hmm. and I got off because of the elections. I'm going right back at the first of the year. Excellent. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Cattle Commission. Yeah. and the fact that. Who said they could do what they did? How did they do it and not nobody stopped them? That's, uh, that's a really good and, question. And, and they are government. Yeah. Yeah, they're a government. They're, they're a government entity. And they voted to, to take government taxpayer dollars and to give out free food. Uh, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, that's charity. That's a good thing to do. I have a philosophical problem with the government trying to do charity with taxpayer dollars. Uh, I don't think that's actually charity. Look. King David. Uh, let's, let's go a little biblical, shall we? I'm, I'm okay with that. But I need to learn something new every day about it. All right. So King David, he, he sinned against God, right? And he was, he was out running around the country and trying to figure out what he's supposed to do. And, and, oh, you've got to sacrifice the lamb. You've got to get back into good graces. Well, he's at this guy's farm at the time. And the guy's like, oh, here, have my lamb sacrifice my lamb. David went, wait, wait. I cannot give to the Lord something that costs me nothing. All right. I can't go. I can't give to the Lord something cost me nothing. So David bought the lamb from the guy and then sacrificed it. Now, David was the king. He was the government at the time. Yeah. So the government can't give to God that which costs nothing. Taxpayer money comes to the government all the time. The government's working for that. The government's not earning that. The the government's taking that by force. Here's a big question. You may can answer, you may not. Does the cattle commission have a bias? in what's going on in that race and not just that race but in the politics at all absolutely okay do they lean left right center i mean they're left so it's it's seven way left it's seven five it's seven five democrats seven uh well seven democrats four republicans one independent did Uh, any of the republicans or or independents go crazy on this or is that how y'all found out about it we found out about it because it was already scheduled for election day and we saw the, the flyers coming out, and that's when people went, wait, 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 wait. That's at a polling place. That's at a voting location. Oh, my God. That's, that's the left really... never quits on how to win an election. That's exactly right. I mean, it could be mail-in ballots like at COVID. 
I right. can't go to the. I can't go. I might can't put on a mask that don't work. Well, and if nobody's checking to see if the mail-in ballots actually have the right receipt filled out, boy, that's a pretty good way to throw an election. Uh, isn't uh, it? After looking at this, you know, there was somebody, uh, Brandon Trotsky, ran, and he ran on security and election. Right. And he didn't get me. He, he got six, seven percent. That was good for somebody. They didn't know it, especially since it was. But a split his vote. whole thing was about this. Yeah. A guy Duke called me and made a good point to me. He said, "Hey." This is what Brandon was talking about. Dylan. Exactly. And so we have an election that's disputed, mm -hmm. and we have no way to really count everybody's vote and to see how they meant to vote, do and we, we? And we have no way to find out who voted illegally and take their ballot back. There were, so, there were four people who were declared mentally incompetent who voted. There were people who died before Election Day whose ballots had been counted. There were convicted criminals who voted. But you never know how they voted. You never know how okay. they voted. Is the argument for another election because of the things that you've been bringing up since we can't and we can't and we can't figure this out, figure this out, figure this out, figure this out, because there is no system to figure it out. That's right. That the best thing to do is have an election, even though it's been certified for the other guy to have one vote victory. If, if Henry Whitehorn had won by 1,000 votes, all of this rest of this stuff would be academic. Because you could add up the two, you could add up the 54, you could add up the four and add up the four, and you're still sitting less than 1,000 votes. It doesn't matter. But when the margin of victory is one vote, and you got two and 54 and four and four, I'm with you. That, that's, that's, I, your error is larger than your margin of victory. Yeah, I've been, I've been waiting to hear everything put together as I followed this from a distance, and you just did. What is, uh, last thing, and I'm, I'm going to keep Stephen around, but I came for the next session, Judicial AO, we're going to talk about these. So what is your position on what they need to do you gotta right now? you got to follow the law. you got to follow okay, the law. Okay, so what's the answer now? The, the, if you cannot determine who won the election, you have to have a new election. If, what, are the, what is the argument that Whitehorn and them are doing? They won, that's it, period. Nothing else? <laughs> Their argument has been pathetic, frankly. First of all, their, their argument is what you said. Oh, people will be upset. You, you can't overthrow the election because, you know, people will be upset because of the race. And then their other argument was, well, you're only supposed to overturn an election for extreme situations. Well, yeah. One vote margin with multiple dozens. That's extreme. That's extreme. Oh, you thought we were going to bring you back. I got one other segment and we'll come right back to you. Folks, you're listening to The Moon Graffon Show. I use Cane River Pecan Company gifts to thank my loyal sponsors. Cane River Pecan Company is family-owned, Louisiana company since 1969, and features the premier selection of gourmet pecans in the South. Visit CaneRiverPecan.com and see why pecan gifts are the perfect way to strengthen business relationships and recognize loyal customers. Call toll-free 800-293-8710. Again, the number is 800-293-8710. 8710 and ask to have a free catalog sent to you or visit them online at caneriverpecans.com. Do what Moon does. That's me. Get pecans from Cane River Pecan Company. Once again, call toll-free 1-800-293-8710. 1-800-293-8710. Hey, I've been doing this for many, many years. Send Cane River Pecan. They'll never forget you. Caneriverpecans.com. 
Folks, you hear me brag about a new advertisement. South Star Urgent Care is the name you need to know. Listen, you, you look up, you're in the middle of the night, you're looking, God, where do we go? South Star Urgent Care. They open on weekends, they open at night, they can get you taken care of. If, you got, if you're sick, if you're feeling bad, maybe you coughing, dehydrated, fever, flu, fractures, South Star Urgent Care wants to service you, and they're going to treat you like you want to be treated. They're going to get you in, get you out. You're not going to sit in a dark waiting room for a bunch of times. South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. You know you can register before you go and set your appointment. Hey, it's really cool. These folks at South, South Star greet you with a genuine smile and make you feel very comfortable. Folks, you're looking for the perfect urgent care? It's South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. South Star Urgent Care. It's the urgent care you need. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. At Easy Cater. This hour of the Moon Griffon Show brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. on the road right here in beautiful Shreveport, Louisiana, Bossier City, and our good friends at Kill Radio. Uh, by the way, and I'll bring Stephen back after we go to our special guest, it just off the press, hot off the press. Stephen, real quick, what did, what, did, what did you hear? There's a new election in the sheriff's race for Cattle Parish. The, the judge just ruled, uh, and he, he said there's too many discrepancies versus the final vote. So okay. there's going to be a new it's election. Is it over, or does it go somewhere else? Uh, they're, yeah, they're going to appeal Lawson, it. Okay. Whitehorn's going to appeal this. Okay, hold your thoughts. We'll come back later. I want to jump gears, folks. You always hear about uh, American uh, tort reform. I got Tiger Grace on that judicial hellhole watch. Tiger, how you doing, bud? Been a while. Hey, Moon. Good to, good to be with you. Well, it's good to have you back with us again, man. Appreciate you. All right, uh, first of all, talk about American, for tax, uh, American tort reform and... Also, we're going to get on the judicial hell. How <laughs> y'all come up with this? But talk a little bit about your Tiger Joyce. Talk about it uh, and tell us what it is, first of all, so people can understand where you're coming from. Sure. Well, first, uh, the American Tort Reform Association is a national uh, leadership organization to improve the civil justice system, the cases that, you know, whether it's sort of routine slip and fall matters to some of the major litigation that you see uh, around the country. One of our sort of flagship uh, uh, efforts, though, is to highlight what we think are the worst litigation jurisdictions around the country, uh, where that's taking place, and what are the underlying issues, why we think that. And uh, uh, we publish every year what we call the Judicial Hellhole Report. Where are the hellholes? Where are the problems? Uh, we just uh, have, have published this year's 2023-2024 uh, uh, edition uh, of the report came out this morning, um, and we list uh, eight judicial hells. We actually did something, Moon, for the first time, is uh, we actually count the, the, the top two hellholes together uh, as number one. We have the state of Georgia and also the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and the Court of Common Pleas in Philadelphia sort of a, together. Uh, we didn't... Some might suggest we didn't count properly because our next hellhole is at number two, but we consider the, the co-number ones really to be a single entity. Um, but we have 
uh, eight hell holes this year. Uh, and Louisiana, unfortunately, continues to be on uh, uh, to be on the list. Uh, and, and it's uh, the problems that we've seen uh, that you and I have talked about that we've seen yep. uh, over the uh, over the past uh, continue. Uh, whether it's the uh, the continuation of the, uh, uh, the the lawsuits that we're seeing against the uh, the energy industry with, uh, um, you know, being brought going back to, you know, World War II decisions uh, on, um, uh, you know, dealing with, with the production of energy back, you know, decades ago um, with uh, the, you know, different jurisdictions and sort of bouncing back and forth between whether they should be heard in the federal courts or the state courts. Uh, that looks like it's moved now decisively to they will be heard, you know, in the state state courts. Um, but, you know, other problems that we've seen over the course of time, uh, abuses uh, over insurance claims on uh, roof damage. Uh, we've seen some very profound uh, fraud being committed uh, as Louisiana Department of Insurance uh, uh, issued a, a cease and desist order and it imposed a major fine on a, on a uh, Houston-based, I think it's, yes, Houston-based firm, uh, McClenny Mosley and Associates, uh, which was involved in uh, trying to bring uh, help bring insurance claims uh, for uh, people in Louisiana whose homes have been damaged. So, a lot yeah. of different issues in there, um, and we're hopeful that that we think maybe with with some change in leadership, the state will uh, will 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 address these matters and we can move Louisiana into the positive column. Tiger Joyce, American Tax Reform Association, my special guest. Tiger, when y'all, we always in the top, <laughs> unfortunately, top three, five, ten of the worst things going on. Do y'all recommend, or you, do you know some things you can tell Louisiana? Do y'all work with states to say, if you clear this up, if you clean this up, you can get off this list. It's going to make the state better. Y'all can prove it because there's so many states that are not on your hellhole watch. Uh, absolutely, a whole series of reforms, and there have been some efforts. I think, regrettably, uh, just this past year, uh, Governor Bell Edwards uh, uh, vetoed a bill dealing with what we call litigation finance. You know, these these investments that are made in litigation uh, that often are, are are undisclosed and take place, you know, with no transparency. The governor vetoed the bill, so perhaps with a change in leadership, we'll see some some reforms. Um, you know, I, I, I think you hate to sort of compare, you know, uh, uh, different jurisdictions. But if you look a little bit to your east, you know, you see uh, uh, the, the, the good folks in, in Florida enacted a series of legislative reforms this past year. We would hold that up as a, uh, as a model for any state. And uh, in this year's report, we issued what we call a point of light for Florida for the uh, really extraordinary Legislative accomplishments of uh, uh, of the, the you know of what they what they uh, undertook uh, address, addressing significant problems uh, in the state and uh, they are no longer on the list. Florida is a former number one judicial hellhole, so it wow. can be done. Uh, you got a good model uh, there in the Southeast Conference. Uh, you know, for you to uh, uh, you know for Louisiana, Georgia, and others uh, to, to emulate. You know. When you look at we can look at the South and we look at the the problems we have. My question's always been: Can is this stuff that we can change overnight, Tiger? 
Is this a over? Is there no, some things we can do really soon and quick, or is this a twenty-year run to change it? Because we're tired of twenty-year fixes here because we never get past the first year. Yeah, well, I think you know certainly legislation can be accomplished, you know, in a fairly quick turnaround. The question is sort of what 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 sort of environment is necessary to bring about that change. I mean, it's one of the reasons we issued the report, which is to help put a spotlight on the problems. You can't fix a problem until you actually know what the problem is. And there may be other problems in Louisiana even that we don't get into, but these are the uh, the matters that, that have come to our attention. But I think pay, this starts with paying attention to these issues. Uh, and I'm not saying that in your case or maybe you know your listeners, uh, but the broader understanding of the need to address these issues is really where it all begins. Um, and, and, you know, if, if it's, if it's an issue that kind of gets waved off as, well, this is for the lawyers and the professors and the judges to deal with it, it'll, it'll never get fixed. So broader understanding, I think, is, is crucial. Uh, legis- you know, leadership within you know, the, the, the government, which, again, starts with understanding whether there's a problem. Um, you know, we, we talk to some folks in your state and think there's some room for optimism uh, you know, with the change in leadership. Again, we'll have to we'll kind of have to see how that how that goes. Well, I mean, I, we would love to have that. That would be wonderful. Yeah, and I stay. We just glad we're going to be saying in a month, former Governor Edwards, not Governor Edwards. <laughs> That's number one. Uh, we, I, I, <laughs> I can't help it. I've been wanting to say that since he came on the scene. It's it's been bad here. It's really has, and uh, he's hurt us so many ways. Uh, okay, you know, and I'll tell you something else. Uh, Tiger, if you come here, Tiger Joyce, my special guest, American Tort Reform Association. If you come here, the people here feel like this. Trial lawyers, if you watch TV and see billboards, all you see is lawyer advertisement. You don't, they, I don't even know if they sell cars here anymore. But on the flip side, we got the insurance companies. So what we do is we got the insurance companies fighting the lawyers, lawyers fighting the insurance companies. The problem is the people are in the middle, and the people are the ones that are being hurt. And that's why... Something has to be done on one side or the other. Most people think it's the trial lawyer side because uh, they they pounding us and y'all putting this where where y'all putting this at on your on your survey deal. So it's got to be that side of it because that's the side y'all taking the the point to look at. Yeah. Well, you know, again, I, I would just encourage your listeners and, and you to to think that think about what I'm about to say, which is that you know, under, at the end of the day, the insurance issues you know, reflect the, you know, the legal risk. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the job insurance, why to, you know, in the event of a claim. Uh, and, and, you know, what we need is is to have certainty, uh, you know. Uh, but if you keep expanding liability, then the cost of, of, of under, underwriting risk goes up. I mean, that's, I don't mean that as an apologist, but, you know, that's that's the way that that, that, that takes place. But I think more this, but I would encourage your listeners to, to recognize that, you know, while there are some issues that, you know, that are quite prevalent, you know, the reality is that, that uh, small businesses care about, about legal reform. You know, it, this is an issue for everybody, anybody in the business world, uh, small or large. Uh, you know, you, as we mentioned, uh, we have the, uh, you know, the litigation, the, you know, the coastal litigation uh, you know that 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 continues has been going on for over a decade. You know it, yeah. it's and and who's driving that? It's the it's the yeah. plaintiffs' lawyers, you know, sure. who who are driving that. And so resolving that is is 
you know, in a way that, that, that understands the, you know, the ba- balance system would, would, would make a big difference. Um, but, uh, you know, the bottom line is that, that, that the excesses of the system, you know, impact all of us, whether we're, you know, co- consumers, uh, business people, or what have you. And, uh, yep. you know, uh, addressing them is, is, is essential. Uh, and, and I'd love to come on your show, uh, Moon, and celebrate, as we were doing in Florida, you know, the, the removal uh, of sure. your state from our list. Well, Tiger, i got to let you go. Tiger Joyce, American Tort Reform Associate. Tiger, real quick, give out a website so people can find out more about y'all. Sure. It's at uh, judicialhellholes.org, judicialhellholes.org. Uh, all the information is in there. A lot of research, a lot of, a lot about Louisiana and the other, uh, the other hellhole jurisdictions and some important issues. All right, sir. Thank you very much. God bless. We'll do it again. Got to take a break. When we get back, uh, my comments are now that we know the, the verdict on the deal. <laughs> He's over there. He's over there working at phone, so we might have some new news. Anyway, we'll take a break. Be right back. You're listening to the Moon Grafon Show. One of my new advertisers, Adapt Concepts AC Service Repairs. Oh, serving all of Acadiana, surrounding areas, and the Gulf of Mexico for over six years. Full service AC and heating company. Repairs, installation, and preventive maintenance, which is very, very important. Installation service, professional quality services, focus on creating value for you. Terms of certified technician, 24-7 customer service, and free consultation. I'm talking Adapt Concepts. AC service repairs. You want the professionals? You want the best? This is them. Purchase a qualified high-efficient system for maintenance, plus get a free 12-year parts and labor warranty. Wow. Don't you want to know about that? Call them at 337-408-8202. That's 337-408-8202. Or go to the website, adapt-ac.com. That's adapt-ac.com. Dot com. Are the rapidly changing cybersecurity needs of your business keeping you up at night? Our Convergence was founded by two honest men, respected and faithful Louisiana natives over 20 years ago. The passion for excellence and service led to the growth one customer at a time and expanded to the entire Gulf Coast region. Our Convergence has established a long history of being trusted cybersecurity and advanced technology partners for large enterprise-grade companies, including universities, banks, healthcare providers. Our Convergence also offers the same level of expertise and service to small businesses with no IT staff, none. Give Our Convergence the chance to earn your business by calling them at 1-800-820-9695, 800-820-9695, or by visiting their website, iConvergence.com, iConvergence.com. Let the professionals at Our Convergence get you taken care of, and you're going to feel safe from the changing cybersecurity landscape. While cutting molding with a 12-inch dual compound miter saw, while holding a newborn baby in your arms, when face-to-face with a congregation of alligators, 
with the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line. There are a million places you'd never consider texting. So parents, why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey fails, Kane here, asking you to please stop the text, and together we can stop the wrecks. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstoprex.org. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us as we wrap up. Uh, let's see, I got your mic. I need to kind of knock this down so I don't totally blow you out. I want to thank Kiel for allowing us to come in and broadcast. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people today. Uh, Stephen Paul, my climate. I call him my climate czar because I called him that. So, anyway, uh, Stephen, so we, we got the results that you felt like you needed to re- uh, get. Yeah. And let's talk about it again because we kind of went quick a while ago. So tell me what happened. So the judge in this case just issued a ruling. Judge Black. Uh, it, and he, he guest judge here because he's not from Cattle Parish. We, all our Cattle Parish oh, he lives in Rust. Re- recuse themselves. So he says it defies logic in this particular case to conclude that it is possible to determine the accurate results of the runoff election, especially considering the one-vote margin. Just one illegal vote could have affected the outcome. And here, multiple illegal votes were cast and counted. All right. So basically, the error in the measurement was larger than the outcome of the measurement. Does that make sense? Yep. So we get a new election coming up in March 15th. You say it again. If it was 1,000, 1,500 votes, they probably would just say you won. He, he won. But dealing with one vote, having some discrepancies way over the one. Right. They're going to have a new election. Okay. The error in the measurement is larger than the difference in the measurement. Make sense? Yep. So I, so I told you before. I can relate this to why I don't believe in man-made global warming. You have to tell me this one now. All right. So we have global temperature stations all over the planet. We've got the satellites up in space, right? We're, we're measuring temperature, measuring temperature, measuring temperature. But every measurement you take in science, and, and your science audience will know this, every measurement you take has some error in it, all right? You can't be 100% accurate at any single point. So you got an error in your measurement, all right? So especially when you start taking a whole bunch of different measurements and you average those together, you end up with an error in that measurement that's larger than any single one. Okay? Agreed. All right. What they're talking about with the change in global temperatures is actually smaller than the error in the measurements. Remember the scientists came out that said this summer's the hottest summer there's ever been. They're still saying that. But the difference between what this summer, the supposed hottest summer ever was, before the previous hottest summer, is much smaller than the error in the measurement. So if we're going to throw out this case... This, this sheriff's race, we're just going to say, we can't tell who won this because the error in the measurement is larger than the difference in the measurement. That's the same problem in climate science. Yeah. The error in the temperature measurements is larger than the difference in what they're saying is going to happen. Okay, so the process here now is appellate court. Yes. So Henry Whitehorn's team is most likely going to appeal. Court, if the appellate court says this sticks, mm-hmm. you said the state Supreme Court. It's probably going to go to the Supreme Court. I don't think it gets there. You, you think the Supreme Court I think it? the Supreme Court is going to look at this and go, just tell you how we, we built now. Look at it and say, look, they already had a judge. We already had appellate court. We don't need to be involved in this. And a lot of courts and judges would rather kick it out the way. Why do you think those 12 judges said they wouldn't take it? They live here. Yeah. They don't want no part of this. Yep. They don't want to be involved in it. Well, the appellate court, if they rule 
just what this judge wrote, mm -hmm. and the Supreme Court doesn't say anything, they'll all be mad at Judge Black. Well, In my opinion, I, maybe I'll be wrong, mm -hmm. but I don't think they're going to touch it. But the same thing with the Trump deal. They never wanted to touch the Trump case. Supreme Court, uh, Texas they v. ran away from it. They they chickened out on that one because they didn't want to be called the same thing they were called in 2000 for the Florida case. That's exactly right, and I think that's what this would cause. Now, this is this is interesting because in, in this case, I, I told you when we were first talking that you asked what Henry Whitehorn's attorneys were, were talking about, yeah. and I was like, man, I don't think they've actually made a single good argument. The judge was talking about how the arguments that the Henry Whitehorn team was making would require John Nicholson to have known how people were going to vote before they voted. That's impossible. Yeah, that's impossible. Yet that's the argument they were making in case that John Nicholson should have, um, he should have filed that's, that's an not opposition an to the, the vote before the vote happened. That's not an argument. That's foolishness. That's and that's foolishness. what the judge saw. And that's kind of what you were leaning to earlier. Yeah. He said that, the arguments were foolishness. That's exactly, it's, it's fiction. It, you expect John Nicholson to know the future. In, in order to file a criminal or in order to file a charge against the, What's the interesting the when this is said and done. Now, I'm, I'm taking the appellate court, appeals court, however you want to call it. I'm taking it. They got to take this up pretty quick. This yeah. ain't something they're going to lay around for to, to the, after the first of the year. No, 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 no. Because the elections already was, was in November. We're now into December. If there's going to be a runoff, that's coming in March. People have to have time to get prepared. And, and the, the, the judicial system in the state of Louisiana puts a priority on political and election cases. So you, do you think there's a chance we know between now and Friday? Whether the appellate court's going to take this? No. Or whether well, they, they take it. And, I think they take it. Yeah, you think they take it? I think they take it and rule. They might. And, and if they rule exactly what this judge is, I think it's over. Supreme, state Supreme Courts will say they read it. Uh, we're going to let the judges make that decision. It's your error. Courts don't like to get too involved in elections. None of them do. And, and I think you see that by the 12 judges that said, we're not touching this. The one thing that has me concerned about this was back during the mayor's election last year, Adrian Perkins, who was the mayor, uh, he, he filed his run using the wrong address. And and Correct. so I remember that. and that went all the way to Supreme Court and and the the trial judge went uh, you can't run and the appellate court went mm, you can't run you didn't follow the law and the Supreme Court went yeah we'll let them run so from from a, a cattle parish standpoint I get it but I, we've been burned once I get it it's going to be hard to overturn this now I think so. even from the Supreme Court because those situations you're dealing with an address right now you're dealing with. You got a judge saying that, you know, you, you can't do this. Well, and this is lock-solid logic that he used in this, this ruling. I just read through the whole ruling. It, it, is, it is very clear. It is very obvious. He cites the facts. He says, look, this argument that the defense made makes no sense. They're, they're not even using the right case. Although I got to tell you, it worries me because there are people out there that think that man's affecting the planet's atmosphere and temperature. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, we're building stuff. We're sucking air out and putting it in the ground and calling it uh, saving the planet. Right. So I guess these judges could do this. If, if, we're, if somebody's making money for just using a vacuum cleaning air and putting it in the ground and they're making millions and billions, <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they can rule that way. Not everybody sees logic the same way, but th this logic right here is, is rock solid. It, it's a well-written To decision. me, as an outsider looking in and everything I know, which is limited, yeah. seems like to me they ought to have another election. I think they should have another election. Now. There are people that are going to cry racism on this. Oh, it's coming. And Jesus, that's, and that's coming? going to make things rough around here for a while because the, this has nothing to do with race. We don't have to identify the race of the people who voted wrong, even the Whitehorns team did. We don't have to identify the race of the people who voted wrong.
It's not about race. It's about it's about right. Uh, I see it now today. Probably they said one vote count. It doesn't count. One vote all, does. All that's coming. You don't get to vote. You don't have two people who get to vote twice, and the rest of us get to vote once. That's not an election. Yeah. If you got to vote twice, it might have been a different election. Mm-hmm. I said it might. I don't know how you voted. I didn't ask. <laughs> Stephen Paul, my comments are, of course, great guy. American Ground Radio. Check him out later. I'll be back in studio tomorrow. God bless, folks. Have an awesome, awesome day. show that's not immune to the facts, Dan Bongino. We are your home for the Dan Bongino Show, News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Robridge, Lafayette, a Town Square Media station. from the FBI chief, Lisa Brady, Fox News. Director Christopher Wray telling lawmakers he's never seen a time with so many threats elevated at once, leading to this exchange with Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. Blinking red lights analogy about 9-11. All the lights were blinking red before 9-11. Apparently, obviously, all of us missed it. Would you say that there's multiple blinking red lights out there? I see blinking lights everywhere I turn. Ray says war in the Middle East and Iran are two of the reasons and that consequences are key for deterrence. He's appealing for the renewal of foreign surveillance powers that have drawn bipartisan concern over the rights of U.S. citizens sometimes caught up in that surveillance. Israel's army chief says his forces have a town in southern Gaza surrounded, part of a new phase in the war focusing on Hamas strongholds in the south as the U.S. and U.N. urge Israel to reduce civilian casualties. College presidents defending themselves at a House hearing on campus anti-Semitism. I have sought to confront hate while preserving free expression. This is difficult work, and I know that I have not always gotten it right. Harvard President Claudine Gay says they've boosted security, reporting, and counseling measures. It's one of the campuses where Jewish students say pro-Palestinian protesters have crossed a line. Does that speech not cross that barrier? Does that speech not call for the genocide of Jews and the elimination of Israel? House Republican Conference Chair Elise Stefanik moments ago trying to pin down the Harvard president on what speech is considered conduct that would lead to punishment. Ukraine's president is expected to address U.S. senators today remotely as Congress debates more aid for Ukraine. In the meantime, as chief of staff, just telling a think tank in D.C., there's a big risk of Ukraine losing the war with Russia if U.S. assistance is delayed. America is listening to Fox News. I'm Scott, the owner of Solid Fire Pits. When I began welding my custom-made fire pits for friends and family, I shared them on TikTok because I was just so proud of them. Check it out. That's beautiful. I posted every new fire pit design and more people kept ordering. From 26 states and counting. Then on my birthday, I had my best sales ever. Now how can the universe beat that? Solid Fire Pits is just one of the 5 million U.S. businesses that rely on TikTok every day. TikTok sparks business. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who risk their lives for our communities and our country. Heroes like United States Marine Corps Captain and Pilot John Jeremy Sachs. He sustained fatal injuries when his military aircraft crashed during training. Tunnel to Towers provided his wife and two daughters with a mortgage-free home. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. 
A much earlier ban on abortion is proposed in New Hampshire. Four Republican state lawmakers have proposed House Bill 1248 in New Hampshire for the 2024 legislative session. The bill, if passed, would ban abortions after 15 days of pregnancy. Current state law allows for abortions for up to 24 weeks. The proposed bill does offer exceptions, including when the mother's life is in danger. It also says any health care provider who knowingly performs an abortion after 15 days could be charged with a class B felony and fined between 10 and $100,000. If passed, it would take effect in January 2025. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Just getting word of more bodies in Indonesia after the surprise weekend eruption of a volcano that caught mountain climbers off guard. At least 22 now known dead. More than 50 climbers were rescued. A former police officer in Georgia is suing a city over his hair claiming gender and religious discrimination. The city of South Fulton adopted the Crown Act in November 2020. It protects black men and women who wear natural hairstyles from facing discrimination. The attorney for Milton Myrie, Arnold Lozana, said his client, a devout Rastafarian, grew his dreadlocks for 20 years. The lawsuit claims Myrie was told by a high-ranking official before signing the offer letter dreadlocks were not allowed. He had already moved his family to Georgia from New York and felt a tremendous amount of pressure to cave into the ultimatum and so he cut his locks the lawsuit seeks an undisclosed amount in monetary damages due to emotional and physical distress cj papa fox news the city says it takes all allegations seriously and is committed to ensuring a fair and just workplace for all employees stocks turning mixed the dow is down 123 points but the nasdaq's higher i'm lisa brady this is fox news 